What's up? Welcome back to the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that every single one of the brokers listen to this. Everyone that's not listening to this, you need to share it with them because we're talking about social media and how as a broker do you need to be leading your agents to do it and should you be doing it yourself? Welcome to the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast, where we have real, raw conversations with industry leaders, finding out how to connect, support, lead, and ultimately make an impact and drive results in the lives of your agents. I'm your host, Nathan Daniel, and welcome to the show. All right, today we are talking to the social media guru, Mr. Coach Kyle Draper. Kyle, welcome to the show. What's up, man? What's up, dude? So excited to be here. I'm excited to be here too. I know we've been uh, going back and forth a little bit um, for a little while now as I was kind of honing in on what this podcast was actually going to be like and stuff. So I'm excited that you're here though, because I get so many questions about social media and I'm like, you know what? I need to bring the guy, like the guy that does this for a living every single day. That's a lot of pressure. No, that is a lot of pressure. No pressure. We keep it real. We keep it real here. (laughs) So I've known Kyle. Uh, how long have we known each other? Like it's been a few years yeah, now. Like a lot. I was uh then seven or eight years. Yeah, I, I was uh I was in the team leader role for a little while, and that's I think how we got connected. And, it was way before that. Yeah, no, you're you you were like the tech guy. I was the tech point. guy. That's right. That's when I met you. Good grief. That's been a minute. Yep. That's been a minute. Well. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's, it's been a journey and I'm excited to see what you're doing because you're, you're really making an impact, um, in a lot of agents lives right now, as well as brokers lives right now. And so, uh, I'm excited to have you on, uh, the show today to help us all get a little bit better with a topic that can change our worlds. So that's right. 100%. Let's go. Um, so, so talk to us, right? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and social media. What's it like in 2021? Nathan, it, you know, I, I am, I am definitely, I am not cool, uh, or, or, or known by anybody for any reason. Um, I'm just a guy that really, well, because of where you are, um, man, I realized years ago that, that the real estate world was just awful at social media and, I, as a former pastor, you know, was a, was a good, a good communicator. And so I just started learning social media with the hopes of bringing knowledge to real estate agents, real estate brokers. And man, what I learned and what you already know and what, what probably the listeners know is most people feel like to do social media well, they have to go spend money. And so I set out to say, I think there's a better way. I think most realtors, most brokers are overlooking their sphere and going into ad spend and boosting things. And and so what I have kind of discovered, I guess, for myself and for others is if you can just develop your message, identify your ideal client, and and be willing to put yourself out there in spite of the failures that are going to come your way, you can have massive, massive success on, on social media. And, and that's what I help people do. Man, that's, that's, that's awesome. And it's a huge need. Um, I know a lot of people struggle doing that. Like, in there, it, there, do you find that there's a lot of fear with people getting started with this? No, no fear at all. No, no one is fearful, right? No, <laughs> every dude, everyone is fearful. 
because putting yourself out there is hard, mm-hmm. right? You, I mean, because I remember you when you and I spoke before you transitioned more into the coaching side, and and we both shared the the sentiment of like, what what if it doesn't work? Mm-hmm. What if what if like I think that I'm awesome and can help people, but what if what I think and what is real is not the same? And and so. I think the fear thing is super real, but I, I also think it, it manifests itself in a lot of self-limiting beliefs that are not real. And and so what people find is if you're willing to fight through that, that initial discomfort, there are so many green pastures to be experienced on social media. You just might not get to it right away. Mm-hmm. And and so that's you know everybody starts there, but very few actually get to the the success part that that comes after that initial struggle. Mm-hmm. So if I were taking one step, let's go back. Let's go back seven eight years, right? We're looking yeah. back at everything that we've learned and been through. Like, where are you telling people to start? If I'm if I'm an agent or a broker listening to this, like, what's the first thing you're telling someone to do? Dude, the, the absolute first thing that somebody needs to do is they, they've got to identify who they're going after. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I hate in the, in the social media expert world, everybody has a platform that they love more than others. I personally love Facebook more than anything else. Most others love Instagram or they love LinkedIn or they love YouTube, right? And so I hate watching the so-called experts push their personal interests on people they coach. So for me, I want to ask people, how old is your ideal client? Mm-hmm. Like, let's just start there. How old are they? If you tell me that your ideal client is 29 years old, well, then, yeah, you better have a really great you know, presence on Instagram, or at least that needs to be where you start. But if you tell me that, that your ideal client is there is in their mid forties and and up. Well, guess what? The data says that that age group is going to be more recognizable and and easier to put a touch on in Facebook than it is anywhere else. And so, to me, that's the first part: is who do you want to serve? Stop letting all the voices in your head that say, "But man, you can't just pick one. You got to be great everywhere. You got to be on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and TikTok." And you got to be doing reels and you got to be, you know, doing LinkedIn. Pick one based on your ideal audience and, and go hard for 90 to 180 days on that platform alone. And, and to me, that is the greatest way for somebody to begin to find success on social media. I love that. I love that. 90 to 100 days, pick one platform and go after it whenever you identify the age of your ideal client. Right. And this not only applies to agents, this also applies to brokers. Who's your yeah. ideal client, which is who? It's the agent. Absolutely. Right. Yep. So that raises the question then, and uh, as a broker, we need to identify who is that, that agent that we want joining our company, our culture, whatever it is. And then that's going to help us identify where we need to go and the message we probably need to be delivered. Right. Yeah. And, okay. and man, and, and to, to think about this for a second, the, the whole process for a broker, I, I could argue that this is even more valuable for a broker 
than it is even for the agent mm-hmm. because so much of, of the, the agent picking the brokerage comes down to technology. And, and it's always hilarious to me how many brokers I will watch scream and preach about how technologically savvy they all are. But then you go actually look the broker up on social media and they haven't posted anything for a year. And what they did post was garbage. Mm-hmm. And, and so, man, I just, I feel like at the leadership level, the, the broker could be recruiting three times the amount of agents that they had planned to recruit if they themselves were just willing to put themselves out there in, in a, in a, in a lot of different ways, wearing multiple hats. They, they'd be blown away at what would happen. And, uh, man, I just don't see enough of it right now. Yeah. Well, I go back to that quote. Was it, uh, speed of the leader, speed of the pack, right? If your agents are coming to you for technology, which it's important, right? I mean, it's the world we live in. It's important. And if you're not showing up, then why would they? Right. 100%. Why would they? So, so maybe let's talk about a little bit. How, how's a broker? Like, what should I be posting? What should I be talking about? So I think at the, at the broker level, you, you've got to think about like, first, what are the reasons why an agent would even consider leaving where they are? Mm-hmm. Right? Make a list. It could be commission splits. It could be education. It could be accountability. It could be, you know, the buddy system and, and just feeling like the, the culture is something they enjoy showing up to every day. Whatever all those reasons are, that should be the basis for where all of their content starts. And so if I were... To, or if you and I, let's say that you and I today, we launch a real estate brokerage. I would instantly, because I'm not the real estate guru, right? I'm the marketing guy. You're the real estate guy. I would instantly pinpoint myself as I'm the leadership guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about leadership. I'm going to be diving deep into leadership books and pulling quotes that, that impact me out and then doing videos talking about that quote and why I love it and the value that it offers others. And, and I would solely position myself as a, as a man that men and women would want to be led by. I love that. True real estate, right? Yeah. Forget the real estate part. Yeah. That's a dime a dozen, right? Everyone that's in real estate should technically know how to do real estate. Mm-hmm. Now, we know that they don't, but they should. But what people don't understand is, is how to lead. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, what I would embody as a broker is I want to represent myself as, as the husband that, that other men would want to model. I would represent myself as, as the husband that, that for a lot of the women that they would go, man, like I want my husband to rub, to rub off on this guy a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I want, I want my, you know, my husband to get some, some, some nuggets from this guy. I, I want to represent myself as a father. I, I want to represent myself in, in all the personal different, you know, things that I'm involved in because that, like, man, you're doing life with people at a brokerage. Mm-hmm. And so it's got to be so much deeper than just, Hey, man, hey, lady, I'll help you three X your transactions from last year. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's where I would start. Uh, no, I love that because it's, it's, well, you just said it. It's making it personal for them, right? I mean, real estate is a relationship business. Yep. It's a relationship business. All so day. 
why is it any different whenever we get into the broker role, right? Right. That, that point up here. So, and I like like that what you just said, positioning yourself at the top of it as a leader. I had never thought about it that way. That's a different spin, you know, as being the the husband, right, to rub off and, and everything else. So, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for well, sharing. Man, that. And, well, so let me let let let's go a little bit deeper for a sec, right? In a in a broker agent relationship, man, if you're doing it well. You should be doing life with these people. Mm. And I just hate that. The, and, and I think it, it may be a little bit easier for me because I'm a very spiritual person. Right. So I naturally care much deeper for someone than just like, you know, hey, what numbers do you want to hit? Let's make sure you get there. Mm-hmm. Like that just doesn't matter as much to me at first as that may matter to others. Because, bro, like what good am I as a leader? If I helped crack the rip, the whip and get you to your numbers, but your marriage is in shambles, mm-hmm. right? I helped get you to your numbers, but you missed eight of your kids' basketball games. Mm-hmm. But man, we, we hit your numbers. See, some brokers would go, but that's what they wanted, right? Like that's the, that's what they wanted me to hold them to. But I just want more for people than that. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, the brokers that I love the most in our industry, that I could begin to rattle off, they lead the person, not just the business. Yeah. Cause if and the person, yeah, the, if the person's never right, like if you're not right here, the business ain't going to be what it can potentially be. Right? right. Yeah. I remember, uh, you know, growing up in real estate now, it's been however many years I can't, it's like going on 12 or something years now. Like, like in the very beginning, just hearing the divorce rate inside of real estate. Right. It's, it's, it's sad, right? And I, I think yep. that's a piece of it. It's just so focused on business and getting the next deal and transaction to earn the, earn the money, right? 100%. And I do think we're seeing a little bit of transition right now with, with a lot of, at least I have with the, with the brokers I've been talking to, like with building that relationship, caring about people and not necessarily caring as much about the numbers. I'm seeing a little bit more of that. Are you? Well, dude, yes. Why? Because happy people work harder. Thank you. Right? Happy people work harder. When, when you, when you make it an enjoyable place to be, people want to show up. You know, you, you'll, you'll, you'll look up and you'll go, did I just hear somebody whistling down the hallway? Mm-hmm. Like what is happening around here? You've created an environment that is more than just about transactions. And and unfortunately, right, we've done this to ourselves because you've seen it. And I've sat as a sponsor in, in big team meetings and big company meetings where, right, the entire meeting is about numbers, right? Let's parade all the people across the stage and here's the number one team and transactions and volume and this and this. And then for like three minutes, it's like, and then here's the award for the best heart. And it's mm-hmm. like, people are going to care about what we ask about. Yeah. And it tends to be very numbers driven, which is really unfortunate to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember uh, a couple episodes ago, I actually interviewed uh, one of my business partners, Jake. Um, with the locker room and he was talking about whenever he was going through his journey to become a pro baseball player, right? 
Yeah. He was playing in, in the College World Series, and they're going to win the game and all this kind of stuff, and they ended up losing one of these games. And he talked about it wasn't – he wasn't as let down for himself as he was for his coach. Yeah. And, he, yep. and it was because, I think, he knew how much his coach cared. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, yeah, I think that's – like – Pour into your people, like, and show up for them, and then be the leader that they need you, or that they need to be, right? That they need in their life. And sometimes it means getting out of our own heads. And I know I went through this too, of like, am I good enough for this? Yeah, right. I think naturally when that fear sets in, like going back to this conversation a little bit, it's like, am I really good enough to expose myself to criticism? Right. And, and so I, I encourage people just get out there and do that and start with a quick video, right? How do you break the noise of social media? Yeah. Well, and, and so let me, let me piggyback on what you just said. The bottom line for all of us, if we're asking ourselves, am I good enough to receive this criticism? And am I good enough to put myself out there? I think we all have to come to the agreement that I'm not good enough to do anything above anyone else. I am most committed to being myself in all situations. Mm -hmm. And man, when I, like I could rattle off the names of my favorite brokers and what they do better than anyone I know is they are out in front leading by example in their authenticity, mm. right? They're, they're not doing it because they're the best or because they're better than anyone else. They're, they're doing it out of their, their desire to, to love people, to grow their business, but to also model for their people what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so frustrated, which I know you are too, of, the brokers that that will be so demanding of their people on social media and they don't do jack crap themselves. Mm-hmm. And we just can't, we can't lead like that, right? Like I can't, I can't be eating a cheeseburger, but telling my five-year-old like, no, you can't have a cheeseburger. That's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Eat your well, then, well, why do you, why, then why do you get to eat it? Well, I, I'm an adult and I get to do what I want, but you're, you're not. Right. Like we can't lead people like that. Mm-hmm. We've got to be out in front leading by example. And so, dude, I just hope that like more than anything, that this episode will will pierce the hearts of the brokers that listen. And that they will hear me so clearly say, you you don't need to try to be good enough. You need to unapologetically be out in front as yourself. Mm-hmm. Period. And I think they'll be blown away with what happens. Yeah, man. I think that's why we've resonated. Like, like I, I've enjoyed our episode today. I've enjoyed talking about this because, man, authenticity. Well, you, I mean, hello, right here, right? Be you and be real. It's yep. That's it, man. And there are so many times like I've fumbled and bubbled it through this episode a couple of times, but you know what? It's real. And people love that. Don't they? Yeah, dude. Like, and, Hey, right now, like my, my big monitor is like, it's like going out. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can't even see you. Oh, good. Right. Like, 
but this is just like my camera's still on. I can mm-hmm. see that it's blue and I know that it's working. And so, so many people in this moment would be so flustered and, and out of control. And then they go see, this is why I don't do a podcast. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't do video because stuff goes wrong. Yes. Stuff goes wrong. That's why perseverance is so valuable, right? That's why I'm, I, I'm, I'm fighting through. I don't, I think I'm on the screen. I don't know if I'm on the screen, but, but we keep moving forward mm-hmm. because that's what we do. And, and dude, how many, how many brokers would, would wear the, the t-shirt that you're wearing today and, and they'll stand in front of their people and they'll talk about how, how real you should be and, and how being real is being you. Mm-hmm. And yet they won't even go back into their office and record a video that could potentially encourage six of their agents to do one themselves. Mm-hmm. So we love, we love, love, love to preach it, but we're not super big fans of having to actually live it. Mm. That's good. That's good. Man, I'm going to let that sink in for just a second because, you know, another question that I have have come up quite often is, you know, how often I should be posting. And what I was just thinking through that is like, does it actually matter? Yeah, you need to show up consistently. Like there's, there's value in being consistent. But if the message is authentic, is that more powerful? What do you like? What's your thought on that? Well, so here, here's my thought. I get asked all the time, how often should I be posting? And you know who tends to ask that the most? Who's that? People that aren't posting anything. And it's like, why, like, why are you even asking? Like, you don't even do anything, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I, like, people love to ask, like, man, you know, you love video. Like, how many videos a week should I be doing? And if I ask them, well, how many videos a week are you doing right now? Well, like not any. Like we love to just plan. Mm-hmm. We love to pull out our pad and paper and we love to go, okay, cool. I'm going to start doing a video like every Monday, but then, oh man, but Kyle's coming next month. And so I want to make sure I know how many videos I should be doing. So I'm just going to create the plan, but I'm not going to start until Kyle gets here. Because I don't want to, like, we will do everything in our power to put off actually taking action. Mm-hmm. And bro, I mean, you and I have known each other forever. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, I definitely wasn't telling this story back then. But what, what I was given, what, what I truly felt like God told me was eight years ago, probably now, when we, when we were living in Oklahoma, Mm-hmm. And I was in the the office that I originally met you in. Dude, I probably knew 3% more about what I was teaching than most of the people in that room. Mm-hmm. But the truth that, that I truly felt that God released to me was, Kyle, you only need to know 1% more than people to always have something of value to offer them. So stop waiting to be the expert Stop waiting until you think you're deserving of that microphone. Stop waiting until you win an award and just start helping. 
And, and the problem, Nathan, that I see with so many realtors and brokers is if they're being honest, they care more about looking foolish than they care about helping people. And when you realize that people matter more than any blunder I could ever have myself, that's what keeps me doing video and fighting through uncomfortable moments, fighting through discomfort, because I, I just want to help people. And, and so I think people that, that listen to this episode, like they've got to take a, a hard look in the mirror and, 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 and honestly ask themselves, do I believe what I say I believe? Because if you truly love people, man, we'll do anything for those people, but do a video. And, and I think that's where, where a lot of people have to start. Man, I love that. And it's so simple, right? It's just do it. <laughs> dude, just, you, you just, do it. You, you do it. You do it. And, and do the, 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 the easiest tip. So I learned this. I think I kind of learned this from like just being the fat kid growing up. Right. And, and so that was always my greatest insecurity is like kids making fun of me for being the fat kid. And, and so as I got older, right, that, that turned into the same thing. And, and then as I became a young pastor, I, I would take the stage in front of teenagers and, and I would, I would be nervous about different things. And, and what I learned in my, in my early and mid twenties was whatever you're worried about, whatever you're nervous about, call it out so that you can remove the power. Right. So what does that mean? That means that if I'm nervous about messing up in a video, at the beginning of the video, tell everybody how nervous you are about messing up. And tell everybody, I can't believe I'm even doing this video, guys. Are we live right now? Holy cow, are there three people watching? I hope I don't mess up. By saying that out loud, now your brain doesn't keep going. Do you think they noticed when you messed up? Do you think they saw when you said the wrong word? Do you think they noticed when you paused super, super long because you didn't know what to say? Mm -hmm. You take all that power away because I already told you I'm nervous. And it's such a powerful tool that has pushed me to my limits doing video and doing social media is because I just, if, if I'm frustrated or nervous, I just tell people about it. Mm -hmm. And it makes it so much easier. I love that. I love that. Like getting out in front of it, man. That's so... That's good advice right there. That's good. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, for that. dude. You, I, 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 I don't think I made it up. I'm sure I received it from somebody else. I'm just trying to pay it forward to people. Well, hey, you're paying it forward right here today. I appreciate it, man. That, yeah. This is good. And I, 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 I will echo what Kyle said. Please, please, please lead your people. Get out there and, and get on social media if you're preaching, doing social media. And, and so, uh, you know, Kyle, I do want to talk about this a little bit uh, because you're doing such an awesome job with it and, and helping a lot of people. Um, you know, we talk about posting and, the, and some agents do get challenged with this, right? They yeah. get agents, brokers, whatever. Like people get challenged like, I know I need to be posting more and, and what do I need to post? So you came up with this this idea, this concept that you're running now called content compounding. You want to talk about that for a minute? Yep. Yeah, dude. So. So let me, let me first, let me preface this. So 
what what I and and you might already coach people to do this, but when I'm coaching people through content, the the two questions that I that I will ask them is, what do you get asked the most? And then what are you surprised that people don't already know? And then just make a list, mm-hmm. right? And then if you want, if you want the cliff notes version and you want to cheat and not even do that part yourself, bro, go to YouTube, go find any realtor's channel, go find any broker's channel and just go look at what they're talking about. We're all talking about the same things, mm-hmm. right? You and I aren't going to like explode the internet because we're going to talk about something on this episode that people are like, what? No one in the history of the world has ever said that ever. Oh man, you just broke right? my heart. I know. My bad, dude. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to be the killjoy, but it will be unique and different because you and I are unique and different, mm-hmm. right? And, and so. That's the the place to start. But then what we developed with content compounding, bro, it it's not only is it a powerful service, but but I think the story of it is is powerful because content compounding is something that I created over two years ago, but I just created it as a thing to teach. So I would just teach people, guys, if you will commit to doing video. It can be broken down and duplicated and, 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 and exchanged a million times over in the social media world. It's the only form of marketing that has the ability to do that, right? And, and so I would just teach it and, and it was easy, right? Cause I could teach it and then leave. Mm-hmm. And then it's on you, right? Which is super easy to do. And, and bro, what happened was when, when COVID hit, man, I had so much of my revenue tied up in speaking. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, one speaking gig would, would end up leading to another. And then a speaking gig would lead to two coaching clients. And it was just this ecosystem that I didn't even realize I had. And so, dude, when COVID hit, I looked up and went, holy crap. <laughs> Our runway that was looking really awesome all of a sudden looks like I was taking off from DFW and now I'm landing in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> and I need to do something before I have to admit to my wife that we don't have any money. Mm-hmm. And, and so literally I had a coaching client that went, dude, I love your content compounding, but I need, I'm going to go find a teenager and then I need you to train that teenager how to do this for me. In the moment she said that. So like I have a light bulb. That it used to be full of Skittles. Uh, obviously, um, I have been horrible on my diet because yeah. there's not very many Skittles left. But I bought this giant light bulb because one of my passions is helping people have light bulb moments. Mm-hmm. And I had that light bulb moment of, I'll do you one better. I'll just start a company that actually does what I've been teaching and, and then we'll do it for people. And, and so that happened in June of 2020. And dude, so what we do in a nutshell is we take video content from our clients and then we create a bunch of micro content from that content. Mm -hmm. So you take the company that a realtor would pay, you know, 150 bucks a month to that just posts random crap for them. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's trash. And it's not their fault. But how can I post good stuff for you when I don't know you? Right. I don't know your voice. I don't know your background. I don't know your passions. I don't know the belief system that you live by. All right. So all I can do is just scour the Internet and go, I think Nathan will think this is cool. Let's post this. And it doesn't work. Nobody cares. Right. So what we felt felt like we discovered was if we're working from your videos, everything we produce is your voice. We're not guessing about anything. It is literally you, which means your your audience is going to resonate with it. If your wife saw it, she's going to go, honey, I didn't know you were good at graphic design. That looked awesome. And you're going to go, honey, it wasn't me. It was it was me, but it wasn't me, right? right. And and so we we will we will do several things. We help them get it to YouTube. So we'll create a YouTube thumbnail for them and then upload it to their YouTube channel so they can begin to just build some sort of influence on that platform, which most people don't have. Mm-hmm. Then we pull quotes from the videos and then make still graphics out of them. So anytime you see a quote graphic on social media, it's typically a famous person. Well, guess what? Now you get to feel famous too because you get to have your own personal quote graphics. Oh, that's awesome. Super cool, right? Yeah. Branded to you with your logo, right? Um, your color schemes, we do them square and story size so that you can use them in the news feeds and in stories. And then we also... We, we listen for what we think is the 30-ish most powerful seconds of the video, and then we make a unique short video out of the long video, right? So now, if, if somebody saw, golly, this podcast episode's 84 minutes long, I don't have time to watch that, but they could see a clip that was 34 seconds, that clip might be all they need to catch their attention and go, why have I not talked to Nathan about, about mm-hmm. using the locker room to help grow my business? Right. Right. Then the final piece is we, we do what are called audiograms, which are technically used for podcasts, but we've just found that they're so unique and different. People like them. And so what an audiogram is, is it's a, it's a still image with a wavy line in it. And then we rip the audio out of the video and create an additional short video audiogram so that they're just now hearing you instead of always seeing you. And what what I've seen and noticed, because I've started using them for myself, is it kind of stops the scroll hmm. because it's something that's different than what you're used to seeing. And, and then it's, it's more universal because since it's only audio, they're not instantly limited by, well, I'm too busy to watch it. I'll watch it later. Mm-hmm. They'll go ahead and let it play because it's not distracting them from what they're already doing. And, and, and dude, that's it, man. So it ends up being, we're taking, and you could do way more, but, but we're giving somebody seven pieces of content back. Every time they send us a video. Wow. And so if you're doing that four times a month, you've given you, I mean, we've also ultimately given you almost a month's worth of content. Mm-hmm. And all you had to do was just get your butt on camera 
and and hit the record button four times. Come on now, just grab right. your phone and do it. That's it. Um, so do that. That's the service. And and I tell people all the time, what we're doing is not rocket science. Mm-hmm. Right? I I I teach classes called content compounding, mm-hmm. where I will literally teach you everything we do. Because we're not trying to trick anybody. Everyone is capable of doing for themselves what we're doing for some. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you should, right? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And so we want to work with the people that say, I love what you're doing. I just don't have time to do it myself. It makes sense to just pay someone else. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that's what we, that's who we do it for. I love that. And, you know, it, it reminds me of the first, like one of the first things. And I, yeah, I don't know. People started call after this. They started saying, man, all you do is write the check. I'm like, yeah, because what am I buying? I'm buying right. my time, right? I'm buying my time back. Cause like the two things that we know when people get started in real estate, they want to earn over six figures and they want time freedom, right? And, uh, when I had this first moment of I do it, I love it. Um, but I need some time back. I hired somebody to start doing the lawn, right? Right. And yep. it clicked. Like, I can do it. I can do it really, really well. So, Nathan, my dad, because you mentioned the lawn, I'll never forget, I was in middle school, and we, you know, m- my parents have been wildly successful in their careers. And and so, in middle school, like, we had you know, well, I thought we were billionaires. Now that I'm an adult, we were not billionaires. No, no, nowhere even, nowhere even close to that. Uh, but you know, they did well. And I remember I was trying to be like a punk teenager and, and there was somebody mowing our yard. And I was like, dad, all my friends' dads mow their, their own yard. Why don't you mow our yard? You know, trying to, trying to kind of be like snarky. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, son, he said, he said, let me, you know, let me teach you a lesson about money. He said, I'm worth about $200 an hour. And again, this was back in the nineties, right? And he said, I can pay someone eight bucks to come mow our yard. It's literally not worth my personal energy to mow our yard when I could use, use that energy to do something more valuable. Mm-hmm. And man, I didn't even like, I didn't even understand, obviously, as a middle schooler, like what that even meant. But when I paid somebody to mow our yard for the first time and I had to convince my wife of why that $30 a week was important, I went back to that story of, honey, I'm worth way more than $30 for the hour it takes to do this. Yeah. And not in an arrogant way, right? Not in a I'm better than the guy that mows the yard but that my time is just valued different, mm-hmm. right? I'd love to go to lunch with the guy that mowed my yard and go spend time together. And, and dude, and, and be, you know this, you're the coach. When that clicks with a realtor and with a broker, and when a broker realizes brokers, like stop doing whatever you're doing that's causing you to half listen to this episode for a minute and like fully engage. Because guys, when you realize that, in all of the chasing you're doing to go find the right agents to bring to your brokerage, that you could stop doing all of that because you started doing a couple videos a month that took 12 minutes of your time. 
and you could go home at 3.30 and go see your family because you don't feel guilted into doing the 4.30 coffee with the potential agent because they're already bought in because they've been watching you teach and train and lead through social media. It's a game changer. Mm-hmm. And, and your, your life and business will never be the same. But for whatever reason, most people can't get there. Minute 39. There's the 30 second clip right there. Right there. Remember that. Remember that. So, you know, and I love that. And, and, you know, real estate brokers, right? This show is for you, right? This, the whole reason of this podcast is for you. And, you know, one thing whenever I started this, it was, we wear a lot of these, right? Yep. There's so many hats that, that real estate brokers have to wear. Let me get this straight again. That we have to wear every single day, right? It's compliance. It's recruiting. It's profit. It's, I got to teach somebody how to like stay out of jail, right? Keep me out of jail, right? There's so much that goes into it. And having somebody in your corner to help you show up, be visible and be your authentic self that attracts people. Come on. Like it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. But here's why they should hire you. Because if we're not careful, we are always going to choose what's most comfortable. So even though we have all these hats, Mm -hmm. right? We're not always going to pick the hat that we need to be wearing. We're going to pick the hat that we're the most comfortable with. And, And so brokers, this is why hiring someone like Nathan and what they do at the locker room is so valuable because they will tell you and hold you accountable for what hat you should have on not what hat you want to have on. And those are very different things. Mm-hmm. That's As I now put my hat back put on. Put your hat back on. Get it straight there. I like the logo, by the way. Thanks, dude. I dig the logo. Thank you. Logo. That's good. Well, um, any last words of wisdom? I know, like, we've you yeah. brought it today. You brought it for us. So any yeah, last dude, words I, of wisdom? I feel, I feel bad. I feel like I've preached more than I've actually given, like, tangible social media tips. So I kind of feel bad about Maybe leaving people wanting more. Okay. Um, and maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But let, let's just be practical for a moment. Do something on social media every day. Something. That something doesn't even have to be a post. It doesn't have to be a video, right? It could be, uh, I'll give a shout out to, to a friend of mine. Because she teaches something that I teach now, and I have to give her credit for it. Otherwise, I just feel like a shady human. But her name is Chelsea Pites. She is, in my opinion, the greatest Instagram expert for all things real estate. And so go look her up on Instagram. She's incredible. She's wrote an amazing book called How to Post, all about real estate social media. And and here's what she teaches. The 10-10-10 principle. And guys, the 10 to 10 principle is this. Take 10 minutes a day. Or you can cut it in half and do the 555 principle, right? It, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Whatever your number, 10 minutes a day. And in those 10 minutes, you're going to scroll down and 
comment on 10 people's posts. And then you're going to scroll sideways and reply to 10 people's stories. Okay, let's do the math on this. Think about if if we only succeeded at this two-thirds of the year, which isn't even passing, mm-hmm. right? Like we flunk if if this is all we do. But luckily, this isn't school. This is business, uh-huh. and, and the numbers work different. If we succeed two-thirds of the year, which means roughly we do this 200 days out of 365, Nathan, this equals 2,000 comments. 2,000 replies, 4,000 touches, 4,000, and not just random touches like you're in an email campaign and I hit you 14 times in the last 12 months, legit touches where you're complimenting their dog, you're congratulating their kindergartner from going from graduate, graduating kindergarten, you're sending a private message going, dude, I love that hat, where'd you get it? Right? You're just creating moments for connection. And dude, the, the, the most beautiful catch 22 of real estate is everyone can be your client or your referral source. And so that can cause you to be lazy, but it can cause you to also be incredibly motivated. And I have watched it happen time after time that dude, those 4,000 touches are going to turn into more opportunity than a Zillow lead could ever be, than a Facebook ad could ever return, and it costs you nothing. Mm-hmm. Wow. And think about that. How much, you know, you said 4,000. 4,000 contacts. How long did it actually take you? 10 minutes a day. 10 minutes a day. And, and, and we're not even talking about your, your, your best 10 minutes, right? We're talking about, you're watching the, you know, you know, Game of Thrones uh, on Netflix. And while you're watching it, you're, you're hitting people up on social for the right reasons, right? It, it's, it's just, it's so simple. And I really like, it makes me mad that I let Chelsea come up with that and that I didn't come up with that first because I mean, it's just, it, it's so incredibly practical, mm-hmm. but it works, man. It, it works. People. This is the last thing I'll say so I can end smart. People don't forget what we do. They forget we exist. Mm. But brokerages want to tell people to keep reminding your friends that you're a realtor. Mm-hmm. Keep reminding your friends that you sell houses. Right? I, I, I literally and and I don't I don't want to put anybody on blast, but I've I've sat in a training that everyone would know and literally heard an instructor say, if you're not reminding people what you do every 72 hours, they're going to forget. And that is the most awful advice I've ever heard in my life. Because now you're convincing people that we've got to constantly be selling on social media. When what we need to be doing is investing on social media. And that's it, man. People will never want for business again if they could figure this out and and then live it out. Well, and it's a different kind of investing. You know, like you said this very early on in this interview, people are investing in ads and, and other stuff, right? They're investing in that 
piece of it because they think it's going to work when invest in people. Yep. Invest in people. Wow, that's so good. And yeah. the other piece of this, too, that I just took away from that was, you know, we get stuck in that social media trap of constantly scrolling. If you're struggling with being in that trap, put it on your calendar for 10 minutes, you know, pull it out, say series set a timer for 10 minutes and my phone's probably going to go off right now, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And as soon as it goes off, what'd you do? Track it, get better every single day with that activity. Stop window shopping on social media because see, we've convinced ourselves that we're on social media mm-hmm. because we're technically on social media. Right. And so, so people are like, yeah, I'm scrolling Facebook or I'm scrolling Instagram way more every day than I should, but they don't, they never actually stop and do anything. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't make money if we're just showing up and, and being a ghost to people. We make money by actually investing and, and giving a crap about something that, that a friend posts about. And dude, it's a, it's a game changer, man. It is an absolute, absolute game changer. Yeah, man. Well, uh, everybody, we've been talking to Kyle Draper and Kyle, how do, how do people find you? Like obviously at coach Kyle Draper. That's it, man. I, I am, I am at coach Kyle Draper on all social media platforms. I am, uh, you can find me on my website, kyledraper.com. And dude, that's it. I mean, I'm, I am probably two out there. You know, so if you can't find me, you need a class on how to work the interwebs. Yeah, the interwebs, the online. You're probably the online. Google, there you go. All right, man. Thank you so much for your wisdom. I appreciate you. Happy to do it, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yep. Catch you later. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to the channel. For more information, tools, and resources, go to www.brokertobrokerpodcast.com. And always remember, be you and be real. We'll see you on the next episode.